You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and, of course, the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and even though the delivery and the production of content, including film and TV shows, has changed dramatically quite a bit, even before the uh, latest writer's strike about AI being deployed by production companies, what hasn't changed is the mentality of filmmakers and of the showrunners and of the producers. So to expand on this, I'll give you quite a few examples. Now, there are some people in the industry that believe to their core that it is the equipment that someone has makes a great content. To this day, that mentality is still there. And another mentality is the shotgun mentality and of course there is also the hit the lottery mentality and I'll go into a little bit detail basically when a filmmaker decides to get in to the industry now this is the shotgun mentality where he just he or she just decides to distribute his or her film, contacts several companies to get them to accept it, or this is actually also true for screenwriters. A screenwriter may contact several different production companies all in one go and tries to get one of them to accept the screenplay in order to get in the industry or in order to get representation. But from what I've heard and from what I understand, representation in the film industry is tough. It's close to impossible because most of them, when you call them up, they'll tell you that they do not accept unsolicited material. Now, that is their way of saying, take a hike, because they don't want to deal with you. Now, there could be legitimate reasons why they won't do this, why they would say that they don't except unsolicited material. But when you have a shotgun type mentality where you contact all these several different production companies in the industry in the hopes that at least one of them will be interested in your content, it may be junk content, I don't know. But when you do this, 
you're just hoping to hit the jackpot, to hit the lottery. And that's where the hit the lottery mentality also comes into play, combined into this. Basically, you're thinking to yourself that, hey, if I spend enough time trying to hit the lottery to win big, that's my chance. Now, I will mention that I was fortunate enough to do some reading, some script reading for a uh, production company. I'm not going to mention any names. Producer, really nice guy. But while I was reading the scripts, I knew for a fact right from page five or so, it ain't going to go anywhere. But what boggled my mind was how on earth are these screenwriters of the mindset that they're going to make it big in the industry with a script like this? I knew it ain't going to work. Now, there are situations that I will agree with the critics on, but for the most part, I won't. Now, I know I keep talking about this, but what I will do is there are times where constructive criticism is warranted, I will give it, and I will accept constructive criticism. But here's the difference. I will not accept destructive criticism. Now, a lot of criticism in the industry is destructive. But that's not even the point here, because the point here is the mentality of hit big or hit the lottery mentality by the filmmakers. They think their films, no matter how mediocre, they think they're going to make it big. They think they're going to be famous for their idea because they don't realize that their ideas are practically the same to other filmmakers. Which is why they need to be challenged right when they're learning filmmaking. They need to be challenged on their ideas. If they're going to film school or if they're attending a screenwriting class, in case of a screenwriter, they need to be challenged. Because when a lot of these filmmakers come up with the same old boy meets girl love story. I know I also keep bringing that up in my podcast, but hear me out. It's not a problem if you are interested in giving me a boy meets girl romance love story. But here's what I expect. I, as a viewer, expect why you have chosen 
those two lovebirds to fall in love with? I expect you to answer this question, which is, how are they complementing each other? In other words, do they have any weaknesses where the other has the strength? Meaning, let's just say you have a man and a woman. Now, the man is terrible at public speaking or is not confident per se. Now, the woman had better have that as a strength. Likewise, if a woman, if the same woman has a weakness, say for example, the financial smarts, which by the way, the boyfriend, in this case the man, is the strongest at. So what will be happening is the woman's strength of public speaking will complement the man because she will be in a position to teach the man public speaking, how to be more confident in it, thereby turning his weakness into a strength by using the woman's strength of the same. So the woman it would be using her strength of public speaking to strengthen that, to strengthen the public speaking skills of the man. Now, likewise, what the man will be doing, using his strength of financial smarts to strengthen the woman's weakness of being financially smart. So, if you have two lovebirds falling in love with each other, there better be a change where each other's strengths strengthens their weaknesses. That's what I want to see in a boy meets girl love movie. Now, there are a lot of filmmakers who have another type of mentality where they simply perceive it as it's what everybody wants type mentality, which is not true because every person has different preferences. There is a target audience for action, mystery, sci-fi, fantasy, thriller, horror, and any genre that you can think of, there's an audience for it. Different people prefer different things. So with that being said, when I come back, I am going to propose 
some solutions. One of which I already have in this segment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to come back and I'm going to propose some solutions on how to fix it even more. And using critics would be one of them. So stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions. Show them you. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I was talking about a filmmaker's mentality. I gave an example, one of which is the ever popular or the infamous Boy Meets Girl love story and how they usually do it just for the sake of it. You know, art for art's sake and stuff. However, I gave one or two solutions on how to fix that. And I listed the other types of mentality. I've gone through a few different mentalities that they come with, one of which is it's the equipment that makes for a better film, which is totally untrue. And I believe a lot of people will back me up on this one. Now, part of the solution is what I'm going to be recommending is how to be a better critic. You need better critics. You need constructive criticism. You need to be challenged. These filmmakers need to be challenged in a way that, you know, ask them tough questions. Instead of validating their self-expression and instead of validating their wanting to make a story just for the hell of it, or just because everybody, they think that everybody wants it. They think it's what everybody wants. And just because it's easy. They need to be challenged. Now, at the level where they're still learning the craft of screenwriting or the craft of filmmaking, they need to be challenged on those ideas. And to do this, we need instructors or professors that do that. But unfortunately, I believe because of pressure from the above, from the powers that be, this ain't going to happen. However, by chance you have one of those filmmakers who defies the odds, but still, making Boy Meets Girl love stories needs to be reduced. You need to ask yourself those questions. Where is it going? 
and why those characters have been chosen to fall in love with each other. What do they have to offer? Questions like that. And of course, this includes how are they complementing each other with their strengths and weaknesses? And how are they, how is it gonna, how is it gonna make them better? Or how is it gonna make the relationship better? So those type of questions need to be answered. As far as the critics go, I believe that any critic that joins the industry needs a qualification. And I believe when that happens, the critic can and will encourage quality. We need a type of critic that doesn't just complain about the realism of a movie or of a TV show. We need a critic that offers support and constructive criticism and some solutions and how to fix said problem that they have pointed out in a screenplay, movie, or a TV show. There needs to be solutions. Now, but most importantly, these filmmakers need to get out of the mentality to make mediocre films, to take the easy way out, the mentality of taking the easy way out. Because right now, these filmmakers are making the critics' job easy to say no. They're making it way too easy. My proposed solution is to not make it easy. It's pretty simple. Easier said than done. I know this. So what's stopping the industry from changing tactics? You see, the industry has succumbed or is accustomed to playing it safe. Now, we all know darn well that playing it safe doesn't work always. Which is why changing tactics won't work. And, I'm, and I know it's not going to ha happen overnight, or I know it's going to take a special someone to grab that change, for the industry to follow that change, to adapt to that change. But from where I'm standing, where I'm looking at, it's independent film that's leading the charge here. It's independent film that's leading the way in ideas. But even then, even in independent cinema, that also suffers, that part of the film industry also suffers from mediocre filmmakers. So this, these solutions 
will apply to them too. But most importantly, as I've said, and as S.S. Rajamali has said, the director of RRR, believe in your characters, believe in your story. And you do this when you come up with ideas. You need to come up with ideas that are not mediocre. You need to think really long and hard about the ideas that you have formed. Okay, with that being said, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, also known as The Story Dude. Until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page. Thank you.